Hey everyone, I'm Alex Cantor. And I'm Lily Rosenthal. Welcome to our podcast, Hot Pastrami. We are coming to you from our favorite booth at Cantor's Deli here in LA. We're going to invite some of our friends to join us for a chat over some matzo ball soup and pastrami sandwiches. So join us for new episodes of Hot Pastrami every week on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, or wherever you listen to podcasts. See you soon. Bye. Hello everyone, I hope this broadcast finds you well. We are here for the special edition of Dear Don. Hello. Very monotone, both ways. Yes. It's kind of like that SNL skit, the sweaty balls. You know that one? No. It's a good one, you should watch that, but I feel like that's how we're talking right now. I feel like I know it, but it's I don't Alec know It's Alec Baldwin's it. in that one. Yeah, I probably know it, like, but I just can't think right now. It's very good, yeah, yeah. Let's go on. Um... A lot's happening in the world around us. We're going to make this, you know, brief. <coughs> Want to just throw... Come on, man. You can't help but have a cough. All right. Um, we'll get to that later. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is a good segue into the first question. Dear Don, I just want to get straight to the point. As a woman who is afraid of man nor beast, are you afraid of the coronavirus? I'd love to know how the manzos are taking care of each other and preparing and your take on how everyone else is doing the same any advice is appreciated taylor shouldn't say not the same name it's taylor i'm not necessarily afraid of the virus Mm -hmm. i'm afraid of the mass hysteria caused by the virus uh, where people are being perhaps irrational um i am all for uh all four are being proactive to combat the virus, certainly. Uh, don't go out to dinner as much as I, we usually do. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't take the baby to the Chuck E. Cheeses of the world and the play, you know, parks and stuff like that. You're and, eliminating what you would consider reckless. Unnecessary Unnecessary. Stuff. Well, yeah. yeah, reckless is probably the wrong yeah. word. Unnecessary, um, you know, just... just being environments around, where right. it would probably be higher risk right. type of a thing. So, you know, that that's pretty much... Uh, what we're doing in this house. Uh, obviously, I haven't really stockpiled any kind of food or stuff, although we're pretty, we're always pretty well stocked around here. And between Daddy and Vito, Vito just brought me home last night all kinds of cheeses. He says, do we need anything? And Lauren said, Vito's coming home with whatever we need. I says, tell him I need cheese. Blocks of cheese. Because if there is some sort of quarantine, which I don't think that's going to happen, but I guess Italy never thought that was going to happen either, right? So if there is, you know where everybody's going. They're coming here. Well, I mean, you know, this is uh, a, a gathering place on for most occasions. So, right. you know, but I think, um, yeah, it's a wild time. Obviously, we're, you know, beyond that, too. I'm involved in, obviously, uh, a ton of small businesses, and you got to worry about them. A lot of, a lot of these guys are... Going through it right Lauren's now. Lauren's going through it right now. Yeah, of course. Lauren's Lauren's going through it. Um, a lot of you know she owns the salons, and a lot of people are canceling. The girls are afraid to go in and and work, uh, but at the same time, they're all working moms that need to work. You know, so Lauren is the same. So she said to me yesterday, she said, "I'm worried about this and how it's going to ultimately affect the business." And, and you know, as she should be. And then when Vito got home last night, I said, "How's it doing with you?" He's, we, he's still pretty busy because he's got the deli 
in the restaurant. Um, but he has, you know, some big accounts that he has on a weekly basis with businesses and schools and stuff mm-hmm. like that have um, canceled all their gatherings. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, it, it kind of hit him hard that way. The, the events world is definitely uh, taking a big hit, and that's obviously something that we're, we're involved in a bunch of ways. But, you know, safety first. I get it. Right. So <clears throat> I want to get back to the normal swing of things, too. Give everybody a sense because it's all we talk about now. Right. You know, I was in the, I was in the city the other day. And I was like, wow, everyone's thinking the same thing. Well, you know, I think the best thing that, you know, the best advice I could give, we could give ourselves and everybody else is just stay calm and, and think rationally. Don't think irrationally. So um, just stay calm. That's it. It is what it is. We just have to put our best foot forward. Be kind to people. I think that's a, another thing because you don't know what their story is, what pressures they have. All these moms now that their kids are out of school indefinitely. Um, what are they that don't have childcare and stuff like that? That the the domino effect of this is insane. I've in my lifetime, I have never seen closures like this and and people reacting in such a way. So half of me is like, okay, I get it, and the other half of me is like, calm down. And then let's say a third of me, a third, a third, and the and the yes. final third is. Are they telling us everything? Because now you start getting paranoid. So the yeah, thing is, you just got to calm down and be yeah. rational. You got to take it day by day. I think yeah. you just got to look out for each other. We get to each other and know we're all in this together. That's how this works. Correct. You know? Correct. So let's get back to some, some normalcy. All right? Let's get let's hit people with just some, some advice, somebody that, that wrote in. And dear Don, nameless please, so I don't out my family. Thank you. Do you have any tips for parents and kids, specifically minor preschool age, that encourages a strong family bond? I love you all on Manzo, and much of that was because of the love and bond you share are all visible. I am sad to say that I am not close with my brother. To be fair, I acknowledge I am also to blame here and have been actively working out to do more uh, and more with his family, etc. Nothing has happened to make us distant per se. We were just not raised in an environment that encourages that family connectedness. Our parents are not close with their siblings either. I don't say that to blame anyone or as an excuse, merely provide you with a picture of our family culture. We always want better for our kids. This is one area I specifically want to be better for them. Thank you in advance. Fan, fan, fan of the Don, Albie, Candace, Jules, and everyone. Also, can we have Dad back on again? Nameless. I get where Nameless is coming from. Um, I know for me and and Daddy, when raising you guys, uh, we were um, we were we were both in sync in what we wanted for a family, what we wanted for our children, what we wanted for the life that we you know were attempting to build together, and that is a good bond, a strong bond. Um, not to say that you kids don't argue; you kids argue like crazy. However, uh, we, from when you were very young, made sure that you always championed each other, cheered each other on in the simplest of ways. If you were doing a school project, everybody got involved. If there was a big test you were studying for, we all helped study. And it was, when you got home, it was like, what did you get on the test? And even if you got a D on the test, I don't know if you remember, we used to have parties. Like, oh, my God, you know, you had a D, let's, let's have a special dinner or something I, like I that. I do not remember that. Yes, when you were very young in grammar school. Boom. But um, always going to each other's sports competitions and cheering each other on. And it was, you know, important to me because when you celebrated the wins, 
you looked into the stands. You not only did you look good, you know, Daddy and I, but it was fun to see your brother and sister there. I'm sure. And there were times when they fought for you during, uh, you know, tournaments and stuff like that. Yeah, but I think yeah. like like or the the question being like, is that something that you think you can lesson plan, or is that a day by day? over the course of, you know, years and years, decades, it, that kind of happens. We still do it. It's years and years. It's a never-ending thing because, um, as you well know, uh, everybody's life evolves. You evolve as a person. You change as a person. So you have to, um, um, you know, just try to understand, you know, your siblings when their life is changing, that you have to kind of ride that wave with them. <laughs> And sometimes, if they're frustrated, or whatever, that gives you a little better understanding. Well, let me let me ask you this. Number one, um, I think I like in the email. There's a lot of uh, um, there's a lot of you know. I want my kids to be better than how I I experience life, which I think is kind of like the measuring stick right there. I think if you ever if you, that's like the golden rule, I think. You know, if you kind of, if every parent follows it like that, then, you know, obviously it makes everything better generation to generation, so to speak. However, I wonder if when you have kids that are fighting, okay, and I want to get your take on this, there is a very, like, are you cautious to not take a side no matter what the circumstance is? Or is it like, you know, there's, there's a lesson to be learned individually for each one um a little bit of both um especially now that you're adults so for instance you and lauren were angry at each other the other day and you were both texting me separately yeah uh, 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 on on your issue with the other yeah and my response was what i'm not dealing with this bullshit you are adults and you will talk this out and you will fix this um on your own because at that at this point in life, you're you're in your thirties. Well, that's why that's actually it's funny. It's kind of where I was not subliminally. Uh, I'm uh, bringing that up, but my my point was experiencing that recently. My thoughts on how you would probably deal with these things change because we're not. No one's going to you. Uh, maybe maybe not. This isn't like a when people are older, you tell on no you invent them it. to the family. No, not even so much that. Here's where I come from in certain moments. As the oldest one, and I'm wondering if you agree with this, I feel with both my siblings, there's this weird sense of almost, um, I don't want to call it resentment, but like you never want to go. I could see Lauren and Chris never really wanted to go to me with advice for things because it's almost like I don't want to give him the satisfaction of like, I want to go to my big brother for advice. I want to be able to do this on my own kind of a thing. We're very, three very individually strong people right mm-hmm. where i'm a little bit more i think soft with them where no matter what the situation is i'm not too quick to say you're effed up because you know what i mean where i'm not really like that with you and dad i'll voice an opinion very quickly you know on that end so because of that i think i recognize my goal often is not to win an argument <clears throat> because i think that doesn't get anybody anywhere. Well, really, there should not be a winner. It's always right. It's always to squash things. So when I do, if ever, bring something up to you guys, I will say, hey, listen, I want a voice to go to this person to make sense to them so certain behavior stops, okay? 
because I don't think if I try and handle it, it's going to go well. It'll make the problem bigger. Does that make sense? Sure. Um, especially dealing with, you know, some personalities that are very, you know, strong-minded, things like that. But um, for for taking sides, you often, and, you, and Lauren and Chris as well, will say, oh, well, of course you're taking so-and-so's side. And no, that's what's my response always. They have valid points. You have valid points. So it is up to the two of you or three of you, whoever's involved in the issue, to express your points, express your, 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 your what's troubling you, et cetera, in a civil way. I don't like when um, there's name-calling and stuff like that because in my life, you know you've seen what I've gone through. Uh, think You know, right yeah. now I'm, I'm out of... 11 siblings I'm talking to 10 of them there was a time where I was only talking to three of them or four of them it's so it's a cycle but over the past couple of years I've had you know 10 out of the 11 or 9 out of the 11 I'm 10 um, I have a relationship with every single one of them except one so I have you have seen me go down that road many times and yeah, you know that well, for me it is it is super important that the dynamic that I had with my siblings all my life, you know, uh, and parents, et cetera, I guess because there was so many of us, I don't know. Um, I, I I will lose my mind if that ever happens. To yeah, no, I understand that, but I think that's why I think that seeing a lot of, like, the arguments that would happen on, on your side of the family, right, that went on well into, quote-unquote, kids were in their 50s, Um the dynamic there is different, and I think one of the reasons is, I think a lot of the time, like, I would watch my grandparents almost use as, like, trophies. Like, whoever was closest to them or was siding with them or they were complaining about, that was, like, some kind of award. And it wasn't always based on who was factually right in the argument. You know what I mean? It was almost like who was kind of spending more time with who type of a thing, where it's very different, I think. I think it's important to be, like kind of separated from whatever the issues are just look at things on like their on a factual basis and say hey look you know if i'm the one being messed up al like you're being screwed up here's how you're doing it and as your parent here's where i see you being messed up and because we learn from like i don't think any of the three of us don't want a relationship because we learn from all that stuff you know that's a a uh, almost like a, in a weird way a good thing cuz you see how not to to Correct. end up you learn how not to act yes but at the same time you know it's 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 a very interesting thing cuz i do think the older you get and the more capable you are of understanding things the more it changes but i think where you are in the scheme of it oldest to youngest kind of a thing you um you have different approaches. Like I know I can have a different kind of conversation with Chris than I can have with Lauren or a different conversation I can have with you compared to that. Right. You know what I mean? And everybody kind of, kind of blends in that way. Um, if you had to argue with any of your kids, okay. Um, who do you think, who is the most difficult child to argue with? You are the most difficult child to argue with because you are, in your soul, mm. a a trial attorney. That didn't work out. No, but that's mm. who you are. So that's who you are. Difficult meaning. What do you what do you define by difficult? Because you 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 say you'll say to, all right, why do you why are you acting like that to your sister? You know, uh, 
you have to look what what's what where the where it's coming from, and then you'll come with back with a, uh, an argument that's like, where do you where does that even come from? Like you you argue in facts and bullet points, um, and less emotion and more. Like you 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 want to win you want to win the case. No, I want so I want to solve the problem. You state your case, bullet points, facts, blah blah blah, and sometimes emotion in it as well. Um, but sometimes you look um, too deep into it because you want to win the argument. So you almost seems like this is um, the most no, messed it, up way of saying that I'm the worst to argue with because I make a lot of sense. It's kind of what and, you're well, saying. Well, your sister's very – you argue, like I say, bullet points, facts. Your sister argues with emotion, right? right. And Chris also – Chris is like a doctor. He's a Jekyll and Hyde. He's super happy all the time, right? But when he gets in a zone, he's like, uh, his temper comes out, and he gets he gets in this place, and he just is very hard to come out of when he's when Chris is angry. It's very hard for him to come out of it mm. because he's rarely angry, you know. He, it almost frustrates him to be like that. And then, you know, whereas Lawrence is stubborn, 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 and emotional. Like, Lauren argues emotionally, and she's very stubborn. She, so. If you had to go into a place where you were arguing with someone and you had to bring one of your kids, who would you pick? Depends on the situation. Depends on what it is. You mm. all have different ways of arguing, which are good and bad, you know, so. But it depends on the situation, what it is. Interesting. They want to have dad on. Mm. Arguing with dad is really something. Well, he's like you. I've gotten a lot better at that in my he's old age. He's just like you. He you thinks know? he's he's on the trial stand, and you look at him. And with me, after all these years, I'll just look at him and go, okay, great, and walk away. It because, depends you know entirely what? on what it is what, that you're arguing with. If you're dealing with something that is like very um, like factual-based that's happening with us. he w- No, your father mm-hmm. sees the world through the eyes of Albert Manzo. Right. And no one else is right. He he's he gets locked in. Yeah. You know, and he yep. really he digs his heels in and it's it's yep. and he won't listen. He's Boom. tough to argue it's with. His way. But he can he can like the thing with him um is he will hear something that makes sense. And I feel like I I do this. I I really try and do this anyway. I think I probably me and him are probably the most alike where you say something to me that makes sense, that's rooted in things that are facts or whatever, okay? I will change my outlook on it. Mm-hmm. I'm not just dying to – like, I disagree with you when you say win the argument. Like, I I think I win arguments when the truth is, like, on my side because they're, they're easy arguments to win. They're easy things to get emotional about, you know? Otherwise, you're just kind of like – Hey, the truth always comes out. Yeah. Truth always comes out. And at the end of the day, whoever – the people that are involved in the argument can either see it and accept it. <laughs> or fool themselves into thinking mm-hmm. that's not the case. The good thing I, I think about the three of you and your dad, and you know all of us, when we're wrong, ultimately we'll know we're wrong, you know, and and just uh, um, try to do better, I suppose. But we we when we argue, apologize to each other in very weird ways. Very weird we ways. We do not apologize to each other at all. No, they'll say something. It's actions. It's a weird thing. Yeah, there there will not be anything that's said. Like, when Lauren wants to tell me she's sorry about something, she will send me a video of Marky out of nowhere. Right. 
out of nowhere just yeah. to begin a conversation. Right. Um, dad will do similar things. Dad will be like, you know, I was out and I saw this. Yeah, uh, just, yeah. you know, you know what I <clears> saw <throat> today, Al. You know, look yeah. how cool is that? Yeah. yeah. Um, you and Chris will just kind of ignore things for a day and go ease its way back into normal. I. Uh, I don't know what I do. You are the same. Like, you know, you're very, when you're angry, you're very quiet. You, you kind of like, you kind of like, once you said what you had to say and you're not happy with things, you kind of pout a little bit. So you sit by yourself on your phone. You don't talk to anybody. Mm. Right. But then all of a sudden you'll come walking in and go funch. Anybody want to funch? We all have that same thing. None of us ever say the words, I'm sorry. I wonder if that's a problem. Do you think that's a problem? No, because we all know what it is. But do you think like, do you think you dig things deeper? Because I don't think that there's that. I definitely, um, I definitely am guilty of when I'm upset, I get very quiet. Very, like I don't speak, period. I get very, people, like people say, my God, you know, why is your mother so quiet or mm. whatever. Um, so because um, she's enraged, because I am enraged, um, I get very, very quiet. I think it's more of like um, hurts kind of thing. So I just internalize a lot of things. But um, I think that for us, we all know, we all know how to push each other's buttons. We know what the trigger points are, but we also know how important it is to come back around and don't let it fester because you've seen it in my world, in my life, growing mm. up, and you know how. You know how very, very important it is to me that that never happens with the right. three of you. Well, so uh, I think our way of doing things is like Lauren walked in the other day and said to you, because after your argument, um, Al, you want a drink? That was her way of saying, I'm sorry. And you knew that. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I, I get all that Because stuff. ordinarily your sister would never offer you no, a drink. That's, that's <laughs> not, yeah, normally she told me to go off myself. Yeah. Uh, they, they bring up in this uh, email, Chris says, actually, me and Chris talked about this too. Um, nothing has happened to make us distant per se. We were just not raised in an environment that encourages that family connectedness. There's a lot of people that even think we're kind of weird because of how often all of us hang out and everything like that. And that is quite different than a lot of families. Right. Do you think that that is good, bad, and different just the way we like to do things? What do you, what do you think of that? I don't put a title on it. That's the way we are. It's in... It's not like we look at each other and say, where are you going? I'm coming. It's it's nothing at all like that. It's like, what are you doing? You want to go here? Hey, let's go have fun. You want to go for drinks tonight? Oh, I'm having a, you know, Lauren will say, oh, Vito's watching the game tonight. Why doesn't, why doesn't everybody come over? That kind of thing. Yeah, I don't think it's a necessity thing so much as everybody enjoys that. And right. I think just enjoying to have a good time with your family is no different than having friends. Right, like, and I don't, gotta... you know, you know, for those that say, oh, cut the apron strings, Christopher's been living in Hoboken 10 years, right? A little more than 10 years. Yeah, well, I, and the, I think we've addressed that on this show no, about but the a million last times. Two years, you know he's what I mean? got an apartment. He's always had a roommate, whether it be you or, yeah. or Michael or, or uh, Rob. But the last two years, he's lived by himself. Yeah. And I was thinking the other day, because he, he is thinking of maybe moving out of Hoboken, mm -hmm. right? And I said to my, so he said, Mom, you know, we got to look for apartments, blah, blah, blah. And I said, all right. And then I thought to myself, in two years, would you say I've been in his apartment three times? 
if that I mean, maybe. three times, right? <clears throat> yeah, maybe that. Never on. I have never gone to Lauren's house uninvited. I have never gone to his apartment. Yeah, but you know, I, so I think when it, when when bringing up this, this, it wasn't really necessarily. No, my point my, is, it's not it's it's not overstepping. We don't overstep each well, other. We we interact the way we want to interact. Right. But I think the way you get there, if that's where you want to land, is kind of let everybody be themselves doing their own thing and hang out a lot as friends. Like right. not, not not everything has to be like Nothing a lesson or a Nothing is you know. forced. It's it's where we want to be and what we want to do and uh that's it. And I think it's I think it's wonderful, but at the same time you know everybody's got more than enough space on their own to do what they want to do and go where they want to go, etc. Um but uh I I think that's something to be um proud of i think it's something that i think is enriching especially now when you look at marky and the the love that she's surrounded with not only by our family but the scalia family and they're close to the scalia family so you know like we are they do things together all the time and i think that raises a person with compassion and kindness and laughter and all the things because you know it's it's helpful in life to be able to navigate different personalities and uh i think it's wonderful and i feel i feel kind of bad for people that don't have that because um the good times far outweigh the bad you know the arguments etc but i'm going to close on this it's uh <clears throat> speaking of bad mm. uh we personally did not watch um we may be in a situation now where you know we've got a lot more time on our hands quarantine situation and all that other stuff or not or at least work close closures and things which is going to give um me and the team here a hell of a lot of time on our hands right uh so we're going to make some changes to dear albie we might be very aggressive next week and what i'm getting at is we were minding our own damn business and you got a text from ashley yeah <clears throat> yeah yeah a text from cousin ashley I had to clear my throat there um would you like me to read the text no. No? Okay. Because here's what I'd like to do. Uh, I'll give everybody the gist of the text. She was watching the Housewives reunion. Mm-hmm. Um, she said some things were said about you that I guess, you know, we haven't figured out what I'm they evil. are yet. Oh, okay. I didn't, Apparently, I didn't... Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. I'm evil. We'll get there. Yeah. Um, so uh, we'll tease everybody a little bit. Uh, I think I think maybe um, do a little research. Well, I'm going to have to see what, I'm see what have was to said. I'm going to have to see for myself. Because, you know, maybe we come back down here and turn this thing back on. Right. Let you do what you want to do. Right. But I had a lot of people tweeting me and stuff like that. Same. A lot of people in inboxing. A lot of people hitting up Dear Albie direct mm-hmm. yes. saying, are, are you going to respond to all this right. stuff? So, you know, I don't want to mentally pollute you like this. Right. Thank but you. Maybe you check that out. And if right. you want to respond, you know I'm here. All right. All right. Maybe I will check it out. Maybe we will, will respond. Um, I'm thinking... Based on the text I got, so you don't know yet. That's why I was. No, I was no, no. Ask. Based on the text I got and uh, what people have been DMing me and and uh, uh, you know adding me or whatever, tagging me, whatever the hell you call it. Mean girls in the room, and I'm gonna have to address it. Wow, I, I like you know. So that's all. Let's. And, and never, people people can exaggerate though too. Yeah, true story. So that's the point. I personally, I, have to see it. I personally, after the commercial, would be surprised. Hmm. You know, if that if that's the attitude there, because right. I kind of thought that that doused whatever was there, because that's not the vibe I got at all in California, personally. Right. Um, you know, uh, but look, you know what? That's not what Dear Don's no, about. I, and I'm not looking to start a war, and I'm not looking to respond to anything. That, and again, 
the worst thing you could do is respond to something based on speculation. Well, I also know so, we, we hadn't really necessarily you and I on, on the show. I had talked about you know just my experience per se, but we hadn't talked about you know Super Bowl and everything like that. And right. I said, you know what, maybe like you know, uh, I I would be interested to hear what what was said because it would kind of confuse me a little bit. Um, so why don't we give you some time and maybe I think we, uh, I think we have next week we decide what we want to do fry right now oh that's that has been the uh overall overarching theme of the family for right. quite some time but my point is um i was just curious if you wanted to give it a watch because mm. i know ashley was making it a thing give it a watch and then if we decide to come back down you just can say if you feel like these things are or if, if you feel like responding here it is right that's all right all right sure Otherwise, dear, I'll be mailbag at gmail.com right. to uh, hit us with your write-ins. And guys, please stay safe out there. Yes, please. Respect each other. Love be each kind. Other. Mm-hmm. All right? Look and just, just be aware we're all in life. this together, guys. So support each other. And think of the old folks out there, your mm-hmm. neighbors that don't have family or friends mm-hmm. to help them out. And uh, Do what you can. Be kind, guys. Do what you can. See ya. Bye. the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.